0: Hey guys, welcome to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is episode 79. There are spoilers. For those of you that want to leave feedback of uh, any sort, you can do so on Twitter at Teal Productions. The Ronin Rabbit has a Google Plus page. On Facebook, I post the episodes on the Usagi Yojimbo Dojo Facebook page. BigTimeNoise.com slash Rabbit is the website, and UsagiPodcast at gmail.com is the email address. The issue this episode is Usagi Jimbo Volume 3, Number 6, from Dark Horse Comics, cover dated October 1996, which makes it um, right at uh, 20 years ago from the time of this recording. <laughs> Lightning Strikes Twice is the... Uh, title of the story. Miyamoto Usagi, Inazuna, Hisashi, Bosu Bakuchi, and Masakazu are our primary characters. And we will run into each of them as we go through the story. We open, we zoom in from very far away to where we can't see it at all, to a path to the fact that we can pick out people on the path, we center in on a particular people on the path. And then the final two panels of this page are focusing on that female who may be a female samurai as she has a a katana and wakasaki both. Wakazashi, excuse me. Uh, The katana is slung on her back though. The wakazashi on the um, sash on her Waste. She passes through the, the crowd, the throng on this uh, byway that they're on. Several that pass her turn to attack her. She recognizes and attacks first, dispatching this first four, but by the time that that has ended, two, four, six, eight more are standing ready with uh, swords, spears... One has a set of comma, and they attack. You insolent! Doesn't finish. Kill her! Another one yells. Well, they really don't fare very well at all. I mean, these guys just cannot really seem to fight. And the final insult insult is, as she is uh, finished dispatching them, she flicks the blood off of her blade onto one of the dudes laying there, and we see it splatter on his head and hand. She sheathes her sword and continues on her journey. Elsewhere, the title page, Usagi is walking with a cane, a, a not a cane, with a a, a staff, some sort of uh, walking stick, uh, chewing on a piece of grass, comes upon a commotion, says there seems to be some sort of commotion up ahead. And when he gets into the clearing, parts through the people, he sees laying on the ground many dead. And as he's looking at them, he's thinking to himself, Hmm, cane swords, kama, katana, these were not ordinary peasants. Assassins? But who were they after? The cuts on their bodies are all identical, a single swordsman. I've seen wounds like this before. I know that sword style. Ah, and he pulls a sword and holds it out at the crowd, and they all dispatch and run away. I guess it was just my imagination. I must be getting jumpy, he said. And one of the people in the crowd does bear a resemblance to our opening female protagonist, now that I look. Except that the hair is a little different. So I guess he sensed her there. That could have been her. Well, there's nothing more I can do, he thinks. The authorities should be arriving soon. They'll handle this mess. He continues on his journey. That night, yawn. That looks like a decent place to spend the night, he thinks. And he goes up, and as he's about to knock on the door, he listens in. And he hears somebody telling the story. Was a child. My father called me Baranohime, Rose Princess. You are delicate as a flower, he would say. But then he would turn to others and add with a laugh. But watch out for her thorns... As I it was very spirited. Come in, she answers, or uh, beckons, realizing someone's at the door. And Usagi walks in, and the young lady is sitting here on the floor, surrounded by men. Welcome, Usagi says. I half expected to meet you again. I recognized your handiwork earlier, Inazuma. I regret when last we met I did not get your name running. The omission was mine. I am Miyamoto Usagi, once vassal to Lord Mafuni of the Northern Province. Come, Miyamoto Usagi, sit. I was just telling my friends here the story of my life. Go on. Don't let me interrupt you, Usagi says. He takes a seat. She continues. So she says she was the daughter of an ambitious samurai, young and pretty, who caught the eye of a high-ranking counselor. Uh... So forth, and so on. Basically, her dad set her up with an old dude to try to gain position. She fell for a young samurai named Hisashi. But they could not be together. And on the day of her marriage to the old dude... Uh... I don't see his name. Not that it matters. Um... She and Hisashi stole away. She wanted to commit Shinju, she said, a lover's suicide. I guess that's what Romeo and Juliet ultimately did, Shinju. And she eloped. Things were okay until the money that she had left with ran out. Then as it became harder and harder, she says, Hisashi became dark brooding and blamed me for his failures. They eventually went to Edo, which is the capital at this time. He tried to ply trade with his sword, but he wasn't very good at it. Tried to entertain with his sword, but he wasn't very good at it. So finally, she asked him to teach her. And she took all the knowledge that he had and surpassed him uh, in training to where she became much better at the sword than he ever was. She took on the stage name Inazuma, which means lightning flash, and used her sword to entertain crowds to make money. Each night, the money that was made, Hisashi would take to a gambling den and bet and lose. Now, apparently, he never went in debt, he only lost what they had, but he did it consistently. Then one night, she came home having had a very good day and refused to give the money over and was beaten. She realized it was finally over at that point. Once again, um, Hisashi has lost their money that evening. But in doing so, he realizes that the game is rigged. In, In anger, he throws the dice and they break open. He sees that they're weighted. So he goes to face the local boss, Masakazu threatens him with telling, and then Masakazu says, no, no, don't worry. We'll have one more bet. Odd, I kill you quickly. Even, you linger long. And ultimately, they kill him. Inashu says that... uh, Inashu? Inazuma. Wow, sorry guys. Inazuma says that she uh, finds the body four days later decides to go back and determine, track down who it was responsible for the death of her husband. So she does so, and on Joya, New Year's Eve, she goes to confront him, fights her way through all of his thugs, of which there are quite a few, some of them pretty cool looking, ultimately facing him and giving him the same choice that Word had it, I guess, that he gave her husband. Although, it doesn't matter. She was going to kill him then and there, whichever it was. You know, there was no lingering or whatever. She finishes up her tale. That was six months ago. And Bakuchi is determined to assassinate me. Bakuchi was the boss of that boss and also the father of that boss that she killed. It would not do his reputation any good to have it known that a woman killed his son and got away with it. Well, she says, standing, the sun's almost up. I've been talking all night and I've got far to go. I suggest you don't follow me. Assassins are always around. It was nice to meet you, Miyamoto Usagi. Abeo means so long. A tragic tale, eh? Usagi says to one of the guys and nudges him. He falls over and hits the other, who falls over. Who hits the other follows up, hits the other, follows up, finds out that all four of them are dead. Now we see the death skulls here. They were all dead all the time, but in a suma. And the final panel is her walking uh, by herself on down the path. So we have some terms we've seen before. Abeo, uh, so long. Joya, I think, might be a new one, New Year's Eve. Cho is even and Han is odd. We've seen those before. Inazuma is Lightning Flash. Shinju, lover Suicide, and Bara no Hime, Haime, Rose Princess. Next time out is Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3, Issue number 7 from Dark Horse Comics. Guys, and we do have some story notes this issue. Inazuma is back. Her last appearance was in Usagi Ojimbo Volume 2, Number 16 from Mirage. She left a lot of questions remaining, and I hope this story answered some of them. Shinju, or lover suicide, had become particularly fashionable toward the end of the 17th century when there were a series of highly successful puppet dramas glorifying it. Lovers who couldn't marry due to family opposition, differences in class, etc., chose suicide in the hopes that they would spend eternity together in the Buddhist paradise. They were often buried together, but the authorities regarded Shinju as a crime, and the bodies were publicly exposed, as was the practice for executed criminals, to disgrace the dead and discourage the practice. Those who were unsuccessful and survived suicide were from then on regarded as Hinen, or non-human. A small step above the Ita class, as Hinen had a hope of returning to legitimate society. When he formally became shogun in 1603... Tokugawa Ieyasu moved the seat of government from Kyoto to Ido, present day Tokyo. He made the move to surround himself with his supporters as he hailed from that area, called the Kanto. He did it also because he thought Kyoto, with its devotion to fine arts and elegant living, was too decadent and would corrupt his military followers. The last day of the year is called Omisoka. Joya is New Year's Eve. Temple bells ring out 108 times at midnight to announce the passing of the old year and to welcome the new. There are 108 earthly desires, according to Buddhism, and the ringing releases people from every one of them. Today, people watch the ringing of the bells on TV, much as we watch the dropping of the ball in Times Square. So there we go, guys. That's our story notes. That is issue six, and I will talk to you again next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 Unported License.